Hey, Mabel. Hey, Tori. This is Hey Playwright, a podcast about playwriting and life. Hey, Mabel. Hey, Tori. Ah, your voice. Did you hear that? <laughs> I did. It went up. Is there something called reverse puberty? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We need a lifeline. We should be able to dial an expert and ask about that. So we're in October now. We're in October. So going strong with that COVID. Oh my gosh. It's, It's, yeah. Every day there's something new and. I know. A whole lot of new going on. So that's uh, nutty. It feels like there's no end in sight, right? It's just like any stressful situation. I know that eventually we're going to come out on the other side of this, but right now, yeah. Really, yeah. It's really hard to imagine what life is going to be like even a year from now. Yeah. So I, so I hope people out there, if you're struggling with anything that you're reaching out, um, getting any help that you need, there are resources out there. So please don't feel like you are alone in this, whatever it is that you are going through. Absolutely. I got to tell you something. I I don't know what I was expecting. So on Friday, you and I both attended a Zoom workshop Mm -hmm. for the artist Sarah Greenman. And we had actually spoken to Thelma about Sarah Greenman's Oracle deck on a previous podcast. And do you want to tell the story about what transpired after after Thelma plugged uh, Sarah Greenman? (laughs) (laughs) Each of us separately went on Sarah Greenman's website and purchased for each other the Creative Alchemy Oracle deck. And and that was just a, a, a funny discovery for both of us. And I enjoyed that workshop so much. So did I, and I have to tell you that I have been using them every day since. Granted, me too. It hasn't been that many days. Friday was a really difficult day for me before the workshop. It was almost one of those things where I probably should not have attended because I had so much work to do. But I was like, no, I should go do this because I want to see what the deal is with these cards because I hadn't opened it. I hadn't right. even opened, like I, I didn't really know what... I was getting into. And so when she was talking about it, I think there were several moments where I just wanted to start crying, not because I was sad, but because it just felt like that was exactly what I needed to hear. And this deck is exactly the tool that I need in my life right now. And so, so this is a mega plug for this amazing, beautiful, it's, it's, it's a work of art is what it is. Oh, they are just stunning cards. What did you draw today? Did you do a single card reading today? Yeah, the card that I drew today was practice confidence. And it's totally what I needed because I have this project that I'm doing right now that basically is asking me to dig deep inside of myself and and not second guess. The cards that I have drawn have been So what I have needed in my life. And so I'm so grateful. I'm grateful to Thelma. I'm grateful to Sarah Greenman. Hopefully we can get Sarah Greenman on the podcast because she is also a playwright. I would really love for her to come on and talk about her project. Definitely. It just sounds amazing. 
today I picked Be Astonished. Nice. And again, just like you, it was exactly what I needed today. And every time I would feel that little flutter of frustration or anxiety, I would go back to this card. And, and it kind of tied in for me to what it is to be an artist and a human being in general about finding the wonder in what might look like the mundane, you know? Yeah. Or just celebrating small victories. And I have to say it did, it did end up being a really good day. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot, I, I feel like changes might be happening on the inside, but they're happening on the outside too. I mean, I know that our listeners can't see us, but I'm looking at you with your fabulous new haircut <laughs> and you inspired me when um, my daughter and I went to get, we did get our haircut today. I got a lot chopped off and it felt really good that cut it feels like you're not just shedding hair <laughs> you're shedding weight of a of another sort right absolutely the emotional bat well i speaking for myself i mean i cut all my hair off basically i decided i want i wanted to go blonde <laughs> and then i couldn't keep it up with the when the pandemic kicked in because the salon was closed and so i had these horrible root roots and uh decided to top it all off so now I have very short hair. Well, so the people who don't know you, the reason it's significant that Mabel decided to go blonde is because she is Latina and her hair is very dark, very dark. I am very but. much a non-blonde. 2019 was like exhausting. I'm getting ready to have a very exhausting 2020, but it'll be fine. But then it, then we had this humongous pause that impacted all of the stuff that I had going on for 2020, not all of it, but a lot of it. Uh, and, and it forced me to, to stop and take stock and work on things that I would have never had the opportunity to work like this podcast. Like this, this podcast. Would, this would not have happened. We've been talking about doing a podcast for years and it would not have happened had we not been forced to stop doing some of the things that we were doing. I'm very grateful. I'm trying to practice pandemic mindfulness. Yes. I'm seeing the, I just made that up. <laughs> well, silver linings, right? Right. I think for sure that is one way to practice self-care too. To it to accept, like ha have the feelings that you have, they're valid, but then also try to find the silver lining. What? What? Just trip me out because so I did so I this is what I've been doing this is my creative alchemy oracle deck practice so I do the three card spread and then I do like the one card that's like the intention for the day and I don't know if I'm doing it backwards or whatever but that's what I've this is what I've prescribed I, for myself yeah and the the third card in my three card draw today was the I think it's self-care is revolutionary. I haven't done a three card draw for myself yet, but. You know, I did the three card draw because it has the cheat sheet in the deck and it tells you oh. <laughs> what it means. <laughs> Beautiful. So I wanted to say we got a plug from another podcast. What? Yeah. What? Okay. So the podcast is called the Everything Sequel Podcast. And their post is podcast pairings. We're always talking about writing. 
on everything SQL, but sometimes you need to go right, get it to the source. And then they, they plug us. And the podcast is Michael Shantz and Tom Stewart. It is just a fun ride to listen to it because they focus on movie sequels only ah. <laughs> and they dissect them. It is just great fun to listen to. Witty, they have a great rapport. Yes, I, <laughs> so I, I highly suggest you go and check it out. Oh, I'm going to go check it out. It's called the Everything Sequel Podcast. I love that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a ton of fun, everybody. So so we have a special show coming up. Yes, we do. Yeah. So we have our Halloween special coming up. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Because we are doing a call for submissions, I think it would be interesting to talk about what that experience is like and what could make that experience easier for you, like what materials you should have ready to be prepared to submit easily. So the other day you sent me a text at like 6 a.m. Sorry. You sent me something like, hey, submit to this. They're only taking the first 500 entries, like do it now. Something to that effect, probably not do it now. It was probably like, I invite you to submit your script. <laughs> just kidding, I love you, Tori. No. <laughs> I just said that because Tori is really kind to others and invites them as opposed to demands of them. But uh, but basically, Tori, you had sent me this, this link for a 10-minute uh, play contest, and they were only accepting a limited number of entries, and, and you said, I just submitted mine, you need to submit yours, blah, blah, blah. you know, because people get on this and they... They submit and then suddenly like it's full and they're not accepting entries. Mm -hmm. And so I went ahead and submitted. And the reason that I was able to do it painlessly was because I already had the materials ready to submit. And so what are some common asks of these contests? Like what are obviously the script, right? Right. First and foremost, the important thing is to actually read read the instructions, read what they are asking you to do, because each contest is specific in what they want and how they want you to submit it. Some of them um, have links or submittable forms where you have to fill out some information um, and submit your play that way. Some of them want you to email it. Um, and it, okay, just as a general rule of thumb, wherever you are submitting it's it's a good idea to go and look at that website of the place that is hosting the contest to see if your work is a good fit for them because you don't want to waste your time putting it together and you don't want to waste their time and you just never know if that if uh you're going to cross paths with some of those people. It, it's weird, like the theater community seems large, right? Large and vast. But then if you do start submitting your plays to contests, you may keep kind of running into the same artistic people, like it might be directors or actors or other playwrights. So it's good to just follow what it is they're asking for. You know, As far as submissions go, if you have some plays under your belt, that are already written and ready to go. I think a good rule of thumb, first of all, is to make sure that you're following just a standard playwriting format. You can Google it and find out you know, what that might look like. There are lots of examples on the internet. Uh, just the basic format, right? You, you like not using any crazy fonts or- <laughs> Yeah, I would right? say keep, mm -hmm. keep it to Times New Roman, 
Mm -hmm. or Courier. Do you have a preference for a font? I've been using Courier. Mm -hmm. Courier. Yeah, I, I use Times New Roman and then keep it at 12 point. Generally speaking, it's uh, one inch margins, right? All the way around. I actually use Final Draft. It makes things easier for me. I feel very comfortable with it. I know not everybody loves it. So Final Draft is a script writing software. It's It's got templates in there. So if you want to write a screenplay or a stage play, um, it's already pre-formatted for you and kind of even gives you like pointers on how to use it. There's stage directions and how to, how to do the proper formatting. You do have to pay for it, but you don't need it. You could totally write a script in Google Docs, which is free. And if you signed up for our five minute frights, you have the template, template mm -hmm. that we use. If you have a 10 minute play, so me, for example, what, what I do is once I finish a play and I feel like I'm ready to start submitting at places, I make two copies. One is a blind copy, meaning that my name is nowhere on the script. So I make a blind copy and I name it like that. And then I make a copy that has all of my information on it. You know, my name, email, address, etc. And then the other important thing to have, not every contest asks for it, but it's good to have, is a synopsis. Uh, just a short one, one to two lines. You know, sometimes uh, a contest will ask you for a longer description of your play, plot description, but most of the time they just want what you would call the log line, right? Right. <laughs> so what What is this story about in one or two sentences? Being ready when you go to fill out those forms with your character descriptions and um, you know, having, having all of that information handy and just ready to go so you can just plug it right in. But again, following the instructions, because some of them will say, send a, oh, and it's good to have a separate title page too. Send a separate title page and then a blind copy of your script. And then they want you to put your contact information in the body of an email or in a submittable form. So, I, I sometimes feel like with contests, half of it is following the instructions. Right. It's like being back in school, right? Where the yeah. teacher says, follow the instructions. And you know, Johnny Smarty Pants is going to skip all the way to the end because he doesn't want <laughs> to look at all of the instructions. And then he doesn't do well. Well, anyway, <laughs> if they are asking for a specific casting or they are looking for plays with a certain subject or certain characters like gender specific characters things like that you know just being really mindful of that and if you have a play written already not trying to change just a few words to make it fit into like it, i i believe that theaters and people that are reading those contests can submissions see right through that you know what i mean absolutely yeah and also not trying to change your margins or use smaller font just to get get it in the 10 pages oh yeah. so that's so that's one thing right you want to talk about since you are the the goddess of the 10 minute okay play. I, wouldn't, I would not go that far i do enjoy writing them i feel like that challenge is a good one for me to try to tell a full story in 10 minutes I kind of chase that that high, <laughs> that ten minute high. So, what does what does a ten minute play mean as far as submission requirements? Um, well, generally speaking, 
and this isn't always true, but just generally speaking, um, it's about a minute per page, right? But it's important to, once you've written your play, when the dialogue starts is, is usually when they start counting, like your title page doesn't count, the character description page, that doesn't count towards, towards the time of your play. Oh, and by the way, page numbers are important and they should start um, on the page that your dialogue starts and reading it, read, read the play out loud because if you do have a play that is 10 pages but has tons of long speeches where there aren't any spaces in between, I can guarantee you it's going to run longer than 10 minutes. And some theaters are actually really specific about that. They'll say, if your play runs longer than 10 minutes, then it's not the right play for that theater, right? So just, mm -hmm. you know. And by the same token, there are contests that will not look at scripts that are longer than 10 pages. So even though your or 15-page play, it might be full of, you know, two or three word lines. And so it, it, it is, it, it'll fall well under 10 minutes because it's a 15-page play, they won't consider it. Like they'll, yeah. they'll look at only 10 pages. And so. I think I think most of the contests I've submitted to recently have been specific about that. Like it'll say it's a 10 minute play contest, but then they'll say maximum of 10 pages. And don't submit a 10 minute play to a contest that is seeking full length, right? Oh and my it's just gosh. a waste of time for everybody. Yeah. So yeah, or a full length to a ten minute play content. Like it's just, it's common sense, but right, right. But I think sometimes you you know people get excited and oh, this is a really great play. I want to see it perform somewhere, but it's not going to um, move you forward in your writing career, and it could get you on the naughty list for that theater. Oftentimes these contests ask you to submit a bio. And, yes. And, and the bio could be anywhere from 50 words, which is very short, or it could be 200 words. And so having your short bio, having a longer bio, having your, you know, sky's the limit <gasps> novel bio. Yes, you know what else you need? Thank you. You you made me think of it is a uh, production history of the play. Oh yeah. So once you start getting a few productions or readings under your belt, you can start adding those to your CV. And uh, there there are a couple of places that it, it, for new and seasoned playwrights a good uh, a good place to have your body of work is on the New Play Exchange. It is affordable and a lot of the contests now are actually giving first dibs through the new play exchange. So for example, that contest I told you about and I said, hey, they only take the first 500 and we you know, very quickly submitted. And then I, I kid you not, like an, I think it was two hours later I got an email from New Play Exchange saying, blah, 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 theater is, you know, has their call for entries. It was that same contest, but they 
a hundred of those spots for that contest were given to new play exchange members. So it is worth having that membership and having your plays up on there. And it's just an easy way to share them with people, you know, and then theater is looking for your work because you, you, put the um, casting specifications and everything and what the uh, uh, what the themes of your play are. You get to tag it kind of the way that you would um, tag somebody in a Facebook post. Mm-hmm. And then people can search for playwrights that fit that bill. So that's a great resource. I also, I love the official playwrights of Facebook. It's great. And there are contests listed on there and there are playwrights from beginning playwrights through, you know, people that have had tons of productions and everybody's there to share knowledge. And it's just, it's good. It's a good supportive group. I like it a lot. I mean, there's so many, there's so many good ones, right? It's just, um, if you know of any and you want to pitch them, send us a note so that we can, you know, give people links, right? That's Um, right. Yeah. And if you know of any contests that you want to promote, let us know. Hey, I know of a contest. <laughs> it's called Five Minute Frights. And we're excited that we're going to have a performance on October 24th. Saturday, October 24th, we will be featuring a selection of five minute plays. Horror, spooky, Halloween themed. Thrillers. Thrillers. And we have some great actors lined up. It should be really fun. And it, it will be a Zoom, a live Zoom event. Low-key, right? It's not going to be oh, yeah. no pressure. It's just going to be fun. Just going to be a fun reading. But, uh, but yeah, it should be a good time. So I'm looking forward to that, Tori. I don't know about oh, you. Oh, yeah. No, me too. And this is our, this is our first one. So, yeah. you know, as with everything with our podcast, we are learning as we go. All right, Tori. So if people want leads on where to find these contest these submission opportunities what do you recommend you know what i've been doing recently i just uh i just google i just yeah (laughs) no really i just go in and i type in 10 minute play contest and i just see what pops up and yeah i do that and uh you know just kind of reaching out to some of my fellow playwrights too and seeing uh, where they're submitting. Like, look at your local theaters and see yes. if any of your local theaters are looking for new work. Because there's quite a few here in San Diego that do. And yeah. so you can start close to home. I mean, what what better way to, to uh, create some relationships, right? It's, it's theater, as with everything in life about relationships just like your plays just like the characters in your plays <laughs> oh i like what you did there oh yeah but there's an email that you can sign up for called nyc playwrights and that is free and i believe they only plug no fee submission opportunities the emails come out every saturday afternoon nycplaywrights.org and you can go on the website I love reading the emails because it's not just uh, playwriting opportunities, but it also, they also provide, like, they'll pick a theme and then, like, do write-ups on this theme. So, like, say, plays about elections, and then there'll be, like, all of these little blurbs on, like, different things that have to do with plays dealing with the elections. It's pretty fascinating. Oh. I, I have to say that I really 
It's one of my favorite emails to get. So I look forward to it every weekend. I'm going to have to sign up. I don't think yeah. I, I'm signed up for it. Um, there's cool. also the International uh, Center for Women Playwrights. Nice. And uh, that I, I get submission opportunities from them. Um, there is a fee to join, but I think they have some sort of sliding scale. But But I will say this. I think if you are new to submitting, start with the theaters that are in your hometown or, you know, in your state, because a lot of times those theaters will specifically look for playwrights in that area. Like they will hold contests that that are only only for playwrights residing in that area or a tri-state area or whatever that may be. So that actually narrows the playing field for you quite a bit. You know what I think? Here's what I'm going to encourage everyone to do. This is what I'm going to encourage you to do. I'm going to encourage you to um, go to your browser, open it up, and type in 10-minute play contest and see what pops up. And then if you have a 10-minute play, then I'm going to invite you to get it ready to be submitted. So asking for a friend, this is my goofy question, asking for a friend. Uh, which, which is the correct way to put your toilet paper, over or under? Okay, what I think is fascinating about this question is that I once saw a movie and I can't remember what movie it was, but I know that it was Rita Wilson complaining about how her husband put the toilet paper in the toilet paper holder. And I can't remember which way she said was right, but she was very bothered by it. I can't remember the movie, but I've been thinking about it because either way makes sense to me. What are your thoughts on this? But I remember being really like, like, wait, what? This is what well, she's focusing on? Well, yeah, but for me, I I like it over. It makes more sense to me because if it's under, you can't always see where the bottom of the okay. tissue is. Mm -hmm. So if it's over, you can see it. And and I don't know, maybe that's a thing that for women, it's more relevant <laughs> than it would be for men. Mm -hmm. But I like, I like to be able to see where it ends. Okay. So it's easy to grab. Yeah, yeah that's fair. If Ron puts it on the wrong way, are you like, Rah, or are you like, no, Rah. no, yeah, I don't get mad. No, that's not worth expending my energy over. Although I, I do go into the dishwasher and I, you're a rearranger. I rearrange it. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. Tori. I know. Well, so that I can get more dishes in there. That's it's re rearranging them so that you can get the the most uh bang for your dishwasher buck you know it's because you're a maximizer not because he's doing it wrong right right okay, okay. that's cool although i think he thinks that it's i think he thinks that's what i think god that that's a mouthful that he's doing it wrong he thinks he thinks think he, that you think he's doing it wrong yeah but oh. it's, it's we need to use this this, this we need this is precious residence right here inside of this dishwasher 
So I'm going to line the plates up so that I can get more in. Yeah. Well, I hope he listens to this podcast. Well, I guess I'll find out. <laughs> if he doesn't, then we'll never have a conversation about the dishes. But if he does, I will know okay. because we'll have a conversation about it. So That's fine. Yes. Okay. A prompt. So we talked about contests. There are two people. They are in the same family. One of them has won a contest. And the other person is concerned about how that will change them. Go write that, Tori. I, I was going to say that that actually um, reminds me of a Twilight Zone episode I recently saw where this couple won a trip to Las Vegas and the wife was super excited to be there because it was an all expenses paid trip and the husband was just in this crabby mood and he was like, oh, you know, Mr. Morality, like, oh, gambling is for Satanists. He didn't say that, but that's what he was, you know, just. So that's what about. he meant. <laughs> and she just wanted to like, you know, play the slots you know she's like oh please like just just a quarter or whatever whatever it was in 1960 or when that episode was filmed of course you know how this goes right oh yeah so he ends up being the guy loses all of his money and i won't spoil it for it for because it, it goes even a step further but i don't know why i just thought of that because it was the contest the, the winning and and uh the unexpected outcome and the 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 other person was concerned about how it would impact their lives. That's it. That's all I got. You got a lot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, Tori. I'm excited about I'm just excited. It's you know Me too. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good week. Yeah. That's the spirit. That's the spirit. All right everybody. So with that, we bid you good day and good night. See how I covered, depending on when you're listening. <laughs> All right, everybody. Keep writing. Keep writing. Tori, bogus out. I'm voguing. Strike a pose. Bye for now. We'll see ya. We'll hear ya. You'll hear us. It's a one way. <laughs> this is a one way street. <laughs> 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 All right, we're signing out. Bye later. now.